AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host, Bar Kelly, brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldus.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Aldus podcast, AI in Action. This week, we're continuing with our digital transformation series. Today, we're lucky to host Jason Hughes of Delta Dental, Minnesota. Jason currently holds the position of Director of Data and Analytics, has previously worked for organizations including C.H. Uh, Robinson, uh, and very much talked about ServiceNow. Jason is extremely passionate about workflow automation in the workplace and has kindly agreed to give us a bit of an insight into what he's doing there at Delta Dental and also give us some insights into his career moves to date. Jason will talk more. However, Delta Dental is a very unique organization in their structure. It's currently growing their headcount and they have a ton of great stuff going on in the digital transformation space for, for all you people interested in hearing about what people are doing in the market regarding projects. So Jason, well, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Um, so look, let's jump straight into it. It would be great um, if you can maybe tell our listeners a little bit about your background and, and or actually maybe just sort of start with some uh, information about Delta Dental as a company. So, uh, you know, Delta Dental of Minnesota, which is the um, regional one that I work for, is actually a member of a Delta Dental Plan Associations, which uh, was originally started by um, Dennis as a nonprofit group of loosely affiliated member companies, you know, which provide dental and vision insurance to all sorts of companies, right? Uh, large and small. Um, there's been a real push for them to get into the Fortune 500 space uh, over the past five years, and they've done a really good job of that. I think they're at like 80% or something, or something like that. Uh, each regional Delta Dental are independent of each other, but they do share data, right? And they do that because they provide coverage collaboratively. In other words, if I work remotely in Minnesota, um, but my employer is in California, right? Um, Delta Dental California will work with Delta Dental in Minnesota to provide coverage for me here locally. Um, so it's just in order to better serve their subscribers and their dependents. Awesome, awesome. So, so collaborative and a little bit of competition there, I'm sure. Um, so how many people do Delta Dental um, Minnesota have on staff at the moment? So we're a fairly small company, even among uh, other Delta Dentals that exist out there. We're about 200 employees. Uh, but we actually had a huge amount of growth in 2019. We nearly doubled in size due to uh, an investment our leadership made into our, our call center and our IT infrastructure teams. Awesome. Well, no matter what the size, doubling growth is uh, is no no easy feat. So congrats on that. Um, you joined the team about a year ago, I believe. Um, do you mind sharing with us a bit about your background you know, prior to, to Delta Dental? Sure. Uh, like you said, I've worked at a few different companies over the years. Um, ranging in size from small startup companies of uh, less than 100 up to uh, Fortune 200 companies like uh, CH Robinson, right? Uh, these companies span a, a wide array of industries, you know, things like private business consulting, I've done that, uh, worked in supply chain logistics, software, uh, just to name a few. You know, I've always been really interested in learning and tackling new challenges. So looking back, I guess a lot of the choices I've made um, in terms of employment, have just kind of boiled down to being really interested in the company and the challenges they were facing when I joined. Um, for example, you know, you talked about service now. 
when I joined them, I think in like 2014, they were moving from the IT service management space, right? And expanding into um, uh, CRM and workflow management, which uh, seemed like a really kind of radical move for that company at the time to kind of take on the sales forces of the world. Right? Um, CH Robinson, for instance, was rapidly moving into digital transformation. Uh, when I started there, uh, they had two data scientists in the whole company of 14,000 employees. When I left three years later, uh, they had more than 100. Um, in the past year, you know, I saw, because I still keep in touch with some of the folks there, I, I saw they've really embraced that digital transformation and, and seen advances in real-time automated booking for trucks using technology developed by that data science team. Wow, it's, um, it, it, there's such so, so much going on there, and I think it's um, you, you've been really uh, in the middle and, and, and privileged to be part of some of these growth spurts within these companies. And yeah, ServiceNow, and uh, especially, I'm, I'm sure you know, no one would have thought that would be where it is now back then. Um, so, looking at your kind of current company, like what attracted you to Delta Dental specifically? Because you know, you've done so much. What what made you take the leap into uh, your next challenge? Yeah, well, you know, and I, I talked a little bit about digital transformation in C.H. Robinson, right? Um, and Delta Dental is in the kind of a similar moment of digital transformation. Um, you know, I think a lot of companies out there are having that same moment right now, right? Uh, but for them specifically, for us specifically, you know, I can't go into a ton of detail, but, you know, in the past year, one of our subsidiaries has been making just, you know, fantastic strides in AI that dentists can use to automate, like, a very large portion of their business. Furthermore, at the plan association level, so our um, parent companies, right? Uh, Delta Dental is evaluating ways to leverage cloud. You know, I think the parent company is already in the cloud and has been for about 10 years, but especially, especially big data and uh, some newer API technologies like Kafka uh, to move more efficiently and transmit data more efficiently uh, between their member companies. It's, it's really interesting how we're seeing AI kind of infiltrate lots of different industries at the moment. And uh, and the healthcare industry obviously is one that's that's very top of mind for that. It, 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 look, it, it's just such such super exciting time and it, it sounds like you're in a real kind of place of growth. Um, you know, if we look at yourself at the moment, you know, um, you've obviously said your passion is sort of workflow management and automation. Can you maybe sort of jump in a little bit, jump into that a little bit more for me? Well, I mentioned my current and my prior employer, uh, both were in a period of rapid digital transformation. Um, and I think any company that's gonna survive in our 10 to 20 years would well, almost have to do it to remain competitive, right? You, you see this happening at an ever increasing fever pitch across all sorts of industries. Um, I actually went to a panel presentation earlier this week uh, for the Minnesota Tech Association, and they had CIOs from companies like Medica, Land Lakes, Target, and a bunch of other Fortune 500 companies. And almost all of them, the, the topic they wanted to talk about or digital transformation and automation in their space. Wow. Yeah. No. We're we're hearing very very similar things in the market. And and uh, you know has COVID and the sort of subsequent claims, uh, subsequent changes that we've seen um, in in the in the world at the moment sort of brought any of that kind of front of mind for sort of these C-suite stakeholders. Yeah, that, that's a great question. You know, I, I think the general consensus is that you know COVID really has just kind of expedited this process. You know, you think of the way it's expedited the move to a remote workforce. It's kind of similar in the uh, digital transfer transformation space, you know. Um, most of them are headed that way already, though, right? Uh, you know, the amount of efficiencies gained and money saved by successful workflow automation really speaks for itself. You know, increasing productivity and accuracy of the business and, and workflow processes. There's not really a downside for your business. 
you know, I, I liken it kind of the disruption caused by the personal computer in the late 90s or the mechanization of agriculture in the 20th century, you know, because the benefit's easy to see for, for the producers, you know, it, it therefore will be pursued. Um, I grew up on a farm, so I like the agricultural um, <laughs> example, analogy, but yeah. Nice, and it's, it's a really good analogy. It's a really good analogy, I like it. Um, and we'll, we'll dig more into the, the farm life later. Um, <laughs> so looking at sort of internally at Dell Stental, look, obviously in a really exciting time for you guys. Um, I appreciate you can't maybe talk about everything, but it'd be great to understand a little about more about the projects and initiatives that you've been leading um, in, in, the, in the sort of workflows management and also sort of digital transformation space. Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. Um, you know, workflow management is a, is a great example of like potential efficiencies gained throughout the business, because if you don't have automation, it's really hard to realize what you're missing, right? And this is due to the near impossibility of measuring the number of emails sent, missed, rerouted, all that stuff, right? Um, at Delta Dental, uh, when I joined, we had some semblance of process and workflows, but you know, they were often poorly executed, seldom reviewed, and, and a lot of times people would just ignore them, especially the further you got the food chain, right? Uh, many times the onus was on our IT department or whoever got that request from the business uh, to educate the end user as to the correct process. Um, since people are different, it was really hard to even maintain consistency among the recipients of the request as to what the process was, you know, and the right one was that we were supposed to follow. Um, our IT department was just beginning to implement software at the beginning of this year to deal with that problem. Uh, the tickets request just for IT. You know, think like hardware needs, IT help desk, that sort of stuff. Um, our data and analytics group, I, I personally lead, was still actually taking a work through an email address, which was only, you know, I would say slightly better than chaos. There was no expectation around how quickly, you know, to reply to the end user, no triage as to who should take the ticket, no bandwidth management possible, and very little in the way of approvals. In addition, at a leadership level, you know, when they came to me, I couldn't even say how many requests we had received in the last year, much less determine whether we needed more or less headcount. Um, you know, understandably, the business was unhappy with the communication and turnaround times. The team was unhappy because oftentimes someone would go on vacation, the rest of the team didn't have any visibility into their work. And leadership was unhappy due to any visibility or lack of KPIs. So for, for us, implementing, you know, the software, the IT uh, service management software we implemented, solved almost all of these problems in a very short time. Uh, the team was able to find best practices in terms of initial and ongoing response times to the business, you know, SLAs, that made the business happy. Having a queue and central repository for communication gave the team visibility, which was especially useful when transferring tickets uh, that multiple members were working on. And then leadership was better to understand our coverage and throughput so we could have, uh, you know, real meaningful staffing conversations. Uh, it also allowed the business to hold us accountable and vice versa because all the communication was at a single location. Uh, furthermore, the successes have led other departments now, like our HR and legal departments, to adopt this software to manage their workflows, you know, which just starts to compound the value throughout the business, right? Wow, that's, you've, you've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, you mentioned a few different departments there and it's interesting because we hear a lot about um, engagement and we're talking sort of team, stakeholders or, you know, all, all facets of an organisation. Um, what's your view in, in sort of with regards to sort of stakeholder and team engagement when it comes to sort of these initiatives? Yeah, you know, implementing that software also really empowered our team and other teams to engage more with customization of the software to their specific needs, right? And you see this in ServiceNow platform and, and a lot of those platforms out there, right? It's a big selling point for them. 
Um, we actually do distributed development on the platform in our organization, which means that we allow employees embedded in teams outside of IT to do development that meets their specific needs. Uh, this allows for them to really explore the platform and make changes that impact their job directly, you know, more quickly than a dedicated centralized team would be able to do. Some of the results my team has gotten with this approach are you know, set up an API to pull the data from the platform into a database using Python, which we then munged with other data for a more complete picture of our workload and then uh, visualized in um, Power BI, right? We use this to identify departments and use the solutions and to solve for ad hoc requests, as well as providing more comprehensive and integrated KPIs to our leadership groups. Uh, Simultaneously, we've also implemented Python scripts, which help us, right? They automatically email end users when we've been waiting for them to approve the work sent to them based on the status. This saves our analysts a bunch of time and clean up and chasing down end users after they've actually completed the work and they're just looking for an approval and sign off from the business. I've found the more we've done in customizing this space, you know, the more we show the other technicians across the org what's possible which then in turn drives more engagement with the platform, right? It's just like anything I mentioned before, it starts to become a snowball effect. Indeed, indeed. And, and I know when we, we first were introduced, we, we spoke a lot about you know, team structures and specifically from a data perspective, how you've seen the role of a data analyst change over the years. Um, I know that's something that would be really um, insightful for, for some of our, 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 our listeners there coming into the space. Um, you know, could you talk a little bit more about that for me? Sure. I mean, so many things have changed uh, since I started as a data analyst, and that was just a little over 10 years ago, right? It's really kind of amazing how quickly things have changed. Uh, when I started, there was really only an expectation that you could pull some data into Excel um, and then put together some bar and line charts. You know, uh, Now, in order to succeed in these roles, you really need to be closer to a full stack developer and or a data scientist in your approach, right? You don't need to be as deep as those roles, but you need to understand and have a practical working knowledge of all those concepts, right? So things like NoSQL, relational databases, SQL, statistics, open source tools and packages, Python, you know, or R, right? And uh, APIs. Um, there's just much more of an expectation that you'll be able to identify where the data you need lives in the organization, pull it yourself, right? Using either SQL or NoSQL, depending on where it's stored, and munge it using a tool capable of handling the volume of data. You know, because Excel ain't it, you know, like something like Pandas would be better. And, you know, in some cases you're talking things like Spark SQL. Um, and then finally, you know, visualize the data in some way, right? Like in a notebook or Power BI third party application, you know. It's even possible you'd have to set up an API for others to consume. We've done stuff like that or do some statistical evaluation or model building, uh, depending on the corporation. I'm not saying you can't get a job if you only know Excel nowadays as a data analyst. It's just you're competing against folks who have gotten an education in these tools either through their job or in school. And folks with these skills are much, much more valuable to their employers. Awesome. No, no, that's really valuable. And, and as you know, we also run a mentorship track as well. So we'll, uh, we'll make sure that, you know, that's going to be some valuable information there that, that's going to be, be, be sort of be looked at by people, you know, currently and also in the, in the space. Um, you know, so if you were kind of looking at your career again, you know, uh, or, or want to give some specific advice to people starting out in the space, you know, what what what, what kind of key themes would you would you focus on? Um, my big thing is always keep learning, right? The, the pace of change in the space, and I alluded to this a bit before, it's just too fast for any other approach. I mean, Python, for instance, has been around since the 90s, but only recently has its popularity exploded and it become kind of the hot language in the BI and data science space. 
Um, and there are five to 10 years, who knows what the next hot language will be, you know? I had some data scientist friends that uh, are already talking about Julia and how great it is, right? Um, also, you know, try a lot of challenging things when you start. Uh, there's just so many pieces to the BI space now that many people graduating college, they might not know their true calling, calling right out of the gate. I've seen analysts who've ended up as big data engineers and others who have become data scientists, while still others became just front-end developers um, or business analysts, right? People who uh, do a lot of requirements gathering and translation between the business and the tech space. So my advice would be don't get stuck on what you think an analyst or any job title means. All you're doing with that approach is putting yourself in your own box and, and li limiting your own ceiling. Love that, love that. Thank you very much. Jason, thank you for your time. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add for our listeners? Well, you know, uh, as I said kind of before, it's, it's a really exciting time to join Delta Dental as we are undergoing kind of a digital transformation and we really need smart, motivated people. Uh, for instance, we're hiring a full stack developer right now, I know, um, but you can also check out any other openings at our website, deltadentalmn.org. Um, Jason, look, it's been a pleasure and thank you very much for joining the, uh, the Audis podcast. Thanks. Yep, thanks for your time, Ben. I appreciate it. This was fun. AI in Action is brought to you by Aldus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting and networking needs. Aldus offer an exec search program. Aldus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. For more information, contact mark at aldus.com. Get the Aldus Advantage. Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to all us members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career, and more. Become an Aldus member and get the Aldus advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldus.com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International, empowering through AI.